Katie Fortino. I am Haley Finn. And I am Candace Samansky. And we are board certified music therapists and the owners of Music Therapy Made Simple, which is an online business that supports music therapy students and professionals and those that they serve. And as music therapists, musicians, and music lovers, we recently launched a campaign advocating for music called Music Matters. That's awesome. And we'll definitely talk about Music Matters as well. It's something that We'll make sure that we dive into, um, but just to get a little bit of background information about each of you, you can each take a turn answering this question if you like. Um, what kind of got each of you started in music in the first place and what made you choose music therapy as your career? I'll go first. I grew up in a music household. My mom was a pianist. She sang with me as a kid it was um frequently we would be outside I loved getting on the swing so she said I don't remember this I was very very young loved being on our porch swing and she would say if you want to swing we're going to sing so music was like a big part of just every part of my life and I continued on into music formally like taking lessons and going into musical theater singing and traveling choral ensembles and always loved music and wanted to do something with music but thought it would just kind of be like a side thing until I found music therapy and realized like this is exactly what I want this is exactly like the thing that I think I was born to do I just loved the possibilities within music therapy and just how I can continue to do music, but differently, not just performing, but the, all, all the other things that can kind of come along with that. I am Katie and uh, similarly to Haley grew up in um, a house kind of full of music, not really from my parents, but my extended family. Um, and I also was doing musical theater in high school and I wanted to be um, a performer of, of some kind. And so I told my parents and they said, okay, well, why don't we talk to your voice teacher? And so I started kind of looking into musical theater options. And my voice teacher at the time was like, well, I have a student who is a music therapist and I had never heard of that. And so I asked for the opportunity to shadow um, that music therapist in the community. And I went with her for a day and I just absolutely fell in love with it. I, um, similarly to Haley, just thought, I think I was born to do this. Um, and I don't even know at the time if I really understood what it was uh, fully. And I tell some students um, that we have now that um, I don't know if I even really understood the full capacity of music therapy until I was even out of um, my undergrad and my master's to, to really understand the extent of how powerful music can be. Um, but I just knew at that first experience where I got to see music therapy in action that um, using music to help people in some way is so uh, even as a connection piece is just so important. So 
Um, so similar to Haley and Katie, um, I also grew up just being around music, being exposed to music. Um, I was part of a musical theater group for a long time, several years all growing up, and I just loved music, um, definitely involved in it at my church. Um, and I feel like I knew that I always wanted to do something with music. So I ended up um, pursuing a undergrad degree in music education. And when I was there, I, um, over the summers, I was working with, um, with a kid that had cerebral palsy and his parents had actually told me about music therapy and how, um, they're like, you really should look into that. And I was like, you're right. I really should look into that. Um, and so I ended up looking into it. And then ironically, um, during undergrad, a music therapist came and spoke at the university and I was just like, oh, this is totally what I'm supposed to be doing. This is exactly like what I've been wanting to put like kind of two and two together. Um, and so then I ended up going and getting my master's in music therapy. And um, I think when I, obviously being around music, like your whole life, you just are so appreciative of what it does and the value it holds and the space that it can provide. Um, whether that's in like a performance level or just even like in a personal level. And so um, being around that just all growing up and then moving into even like my master's program. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think I even realized how powerful and intentional music therapy could be until I was more active in like practicums or clinical rotations. And then just seeing it like firsthand, you're like, wow, this is truly incredible. And so kind of just led me to where I am now. And um, yeah, that's, I feel like just how the journey has gone for me. That's awesome. And I kind of got a sort of sense as, as you were talking about your backgrounds and how you kind of came to be music therapist that for at least most of you, this wasn't a direct clear, uh, clear path, right? Like you did not intend from a young age to be a music therapist. And I feel like a lot of young folks out there that might be interested in going to school for music may not fully know what music therapy is and what opportunities there are out there. I mean, at, for myself, I always thought as a kid, okay, you either perform professionally on an instrument or you sing or you, you teach music, right? Um, so for oh, yeah, our young, absolutely. yeah. So our young listeners who might be um, listening to our podcast episode right now, um, how would you describe to maybe a young listener, what music therapy is and what sort of opportunities there are out there? Cause I know there's, there's a bunch. I think that's a great question. Um, I think it, all three of us would have a different answer for that. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we could kind of, kind of share from our own, each of our own clinical experiences, kind of what it means, because, um, even from just us three right here, we, currently work in such different, um, areas of music yeah. therapy. We are all doing something, uh, different. And so maybe we could go that way, Haley. Absolutely. Yeah. You want me to start? That sounds great. So I am currently working in private practice, which means that I contract out to different facilities or people come to us privately. So if you think of like teaching music lessons, you might have your own studio. It's that same sort of concept, only we call it private practice. They, they come to us for sessions to get a service. And I personally work mostly with children and teens with a variety of disabilities. 
And that really runs a huge range. I have individuals who are minimally verbal. Some that use a device. Um, others, we spend the entire session singing songs. It's their favorite thing to do. Um, some individuals who have a lot of high sensory needs, some who are in wheelchairs and they use a weird wheelchair to um, mobilize around their environment. And throughout the time that we're working together, simply put, we're working on something non-musical, but we're just using music to do it. And a lot of times that looks like us playing instruments and working on socializing together or working on communication. So they may just be starting out communicating or trying to get them to just like ask for more or communicate yes and no or make choices. And so we do that through some songs that are motivating or instruments that they really want to play. And the focus is always non-musical, um, but it music like permeates that whole space. Mm -hmm. And most of my sessions with the kids and teens that I work with is very active music making. So we're playing the instruments, we're moving our bodies, we are sometimes listening to music, but typically we're creating it. And that is just what works best for those that I work with. But I know that Katie and Candice have different stories based on the clinical work that they're doing. Yeah, I think Cassidy, something you said uh, at the beginning, which I so related to was the fact that you grew up thinking that you were either going to be a musician, a professional musician, maybe traveling or uh, um, locally or doing a teaching job, some kind of music education. And uh, that's exactly, I don't know, Haley and Candice, is that how you guys experienced that? That's how I grew up as well. Um, but I've had a couple experiences, even in the last year, where someone in my community or a family friend has reached out to me and said, hey, my daughter really wants to be you know, a music therapist. Or my cousin's son said that he heard of music therapy. And that just blows my mind because I love that things are changing in that direction, mm -hmm. that people are being exposed um, and knowing that there is maybe another option, another route that you could take if you'd like to pursue music as a career, but you are missing that um, connection, maybe connection piece to a certain group, uh, population and age range, uh, certain diagnoses or something that may be um, a passion for you. And uh, Haley kind of described what she was doing and described what music therapy was where we're using music to achieve non-musical goals. And I just want to point out that our uh, national association uh, the American Music Therapy Association does have a definition um, that's quite long, and we could <laughs> share that in the um, <laughs> notes, maybe. Um, but each of us has our, our own definition, and I think mine would change just a little bit from Haley in saying that um, we are using music experiences um, that can then create change for someone in some way. And um, it's broad, but it also encompasses a large people, a group of people that we might be able to meet the needs for. And so in my um, area of music therapy, I'm actually doing kind of three separate things. Right now I am working at an adult hospital. It's a physical rehabilitation institute. And uh, we are using music to work on cognitive 
skills um, or psychosocial skills. So using music and the way that your brain processes music to learn how to walk, to relearn how to speak. Uh, we know that singing is so close to speech. And so a lot of people who have had some kind of uh, traumatic brain injury are able to actually sing most often, um, even when they're unable to speak because of the way music is processed in our brain. And you can also kind of imagine that in uh, areas where people have an accident or some kind of um, traumatic event, there is going to be grief uh, in that area. And so the psychosocial aspect of that is to um, support people through music as they are kind of dealing with this loss of independence. Um, and that kind of, in, in a way, kind of encompasses music therapy as a whole, right? It's like a supporting mm -hmm. someone um, in, in an area of need. Uh, so that's what I do with the Adults. Secondly, um, I also have some contracts like Haley talked about doing some private uh, contracts in the community and group homes, adults with developmental disabilities. And then lastly, a large uh, like love for me and something that I've always done is to teach music lessons. Um, I say that, that I know that those are not music therapy sessions. However, as a music therapist, I use that music therapy lens um, all the time when I am teaching students. A lot of times we'll call it adaptive lessons, um, which just means that we are teaching an instrument, usually guitar or voice or piano for me, um, to still teach them that skill, but we're going to use adaptive ways to meet their needs um, to just find a way to teach them that instrument, but it just might not be as traditional as um, you may think. And um, just in general, again, making sure that we are using music as an experience um, to create change for someone. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I mean, echo a lot of what Katie and Haley already said. Um, so I work in a pediatric hospital. And so I see um, kids from zero to 18. Um, and we definitely use music as a therapeutic tool to improve like emotional, physical, psychological health, um, and just provide patients with opportunities to make choices, express their feelings, um, I'd say cope with their diagnosis or the challenges of being hospitalized. And so um, some stuff that I would say um, that I would work on or that our goal towards um, music therapy would definitely be um, reduction of anxiety and agitation. I would say there's so much lack of control when you're hospitalized. And so definitely working on coping and expressing those emotions in a way that's helpful. Um, and that might look a little different for every patient that I see. Um, definitely family support. We focus a lot on family center care. And so thinking about how um, a child's anxiety can affect the patient's anxiety, or I mean, the parent's anxiety and how like those kind of can be intertwined at times and how can we make sure we're supporting the whole family. Um, similar to Katie, definitely grief support and end of life support. So if it's a terminal illness, um, providing music, to kind of help process through that for the patient or even the family. So providing opportunities for the family to have a moment where maybe they're all together and singing a song that's meant a lot to their family um, and just providing them with that uh, musical support that maybe like words don't really do it justice, but the music does. 
I would say also we do a lot with sensory simulation, pain management, um, sometimes procedure support, um, trauma, anything with, with withdrawn behavior. So um, definitely in the hospital setting, we're looking at a lot of like the whole human and how we can best uh, support them while they're hospitalized. And with each person, it's just so different. Um, but definitely overall, I would say our primary focus is um, using music as a way to help express and, and cope with, with the hospitalization. That's great. And I, what I love about all three of you and the fact that you've collaborated in this business together is that all three of you have different experiences and are currently doing um, different things within music therapy. So I think that's really awesome that you are both all able to um, share those experiences together. And also thank you for sharing your personal stories. Cause I think that that also provides a greater lens for those people that may not know what music therapy is, or might be interested um, to see, you know, what sort of options are out there career-wise because all three of you do such different things. It kind of widens the, the opportunities that are available out there um, for those that want to go out and help others through music therapy. So I do appreciate you sharing that. I think that's I, one of my favorite parts about the profession is that it can look so different based upon where you are and who you're working with. And also you as a person, like mm-hmm. I have colleagues who are, we're working in the exact same schools. We have shared clients, like we're working side by side sometimes, but their sessions look drastically different than mine because they approach things differently. And it allows for all of that. Like there's not one mold that you have to fit into. And it's, um, I mean, if you really think about it, it's a little intimidating. <laughs> there's endless possibilities, but mm-hmm. it is also like really freeing and just so beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And so we talked a little bit about what music therapy is and what you all currently do um, in your profession. And this is actually another question that I asked another music therapist that I've had on the show and I found their answer really interesting. So I want to ask you the same question. Um, What is something that you wish others who are outside of music therapy understood or knew about music therapy? If you could think of maybe some misconception you've come across or something that you wish people would better understand about your profession. This is such funny timing that you asked that because today I was working with um, another employee and they were talking about like, I had them along with me in a session and they were um, talking about like, wow, music therapy isn't just like fun. Like, I feel like I hear that specifically a lot Mm -hmm. in, in my setting about how fun it is that I get to bring instruments and how fun it is that we get to sing songs and um, which it, I mean, my job is fun. I love what I do. Um, but it's also a lot of work. I think there's a lot of education that also has to go into it. I often feel like people don't understand uh, music therapy until they actually like see it. In my experience, um, once I get someone like in a session with me, they're like, oh, this, like it kind of clicks for them. Um, and that's kind of what happened. They were like, this isn't, this isn't just fun. And I was like, yeah, it's not. A lot of these patients are working really hard to process through some really um, tough things and the power of music is helping, helping them process through that. And so um, I think that's definitely one thing I wish people, at least in, in my experience would 
recognizes that like we do have moments of fun and the instruments are fun that we bring in, um, but it's not always fun. And a lot of times it can be challenging for patients to feel like they can express. And so that's um, one thing that's really neat about music is that it kind of crosses that barrier of like, it's super non-threatening for kids. And so um, I know for myself, it's been great to see just like the power and the tool of music do its thing and kind of just allow it to have the space to do that. Um, but yeah, I would say for me, it's like, I wish people would realize it's not like only fun. Like it is a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of work. Um, and they're processing through and working really hard doing it. So. I personally would add that music and specifically like music-based interventions and activities and experiences can help work on so many different things and probably more than you could just process yourself. And I'm currently working in a few spaces where we have to continue educating and advocating for that because um, specifically working with students on their IEPs. So in the school system, they need extra educational supports and music therapy is one of those supports. And I'll have like other teachers or therapists saying like, oh yeah, like we added this thing to their IEP or like we're doing this new thing with them. But like, I mean, that doesn't like concern you or like we didn't need to add music therapy on that because like it, you know, it, it's not like your thing. Like it wouldn't be helpful. Like you couldn't do that. And to kind of be like, no, wait, actually we could. Let me tell you about like the first three ideas that come to mind. And these are the ways that we could support them by incorporating a few more music strategies. And yeah, I, so that's like the biggest piece of education that I'm like current, currently doing is like, you don't have to put us in a box. There are endless possibilities and music can help in like so many other ways than you can probably think of yourself, which is also why like, it's not, it's not your job. It's my job to like help with that because I'm a music therapist. Um, but just ask because we can tell you mm -hmm. if we think music would be appropriate for that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think mine, mine would kind of echo both of those things, which would be, um, music therapy experiences, interventions, um, are research and evidence-based. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of sometimes hard to see that when you're looking from the outside in, um, like Candace said, if you are just observing, right. And you're thinking, oh, wow, they're, uh, playing these instruments or they're doing improvisation or that looks really exciting. And it, it probably is really exciting. Um, but at the same time, there is evidence behind the uh, music that we create or we choose for sessions. And there is a purpose and intention behind um, what we're doing in sessions. And so I think it's always really nice to, whenever anyone comes with me for an observation or something like that, to be able to provide them with the session, um, you know, kind of rationale or tell them at the end, it's like, okay, so here's why we were doing this or even be able to tell them before we're going to, you know, see this person or this group. And here's kind of why we're doing this and see if you can kind of see for yourself, if that makes sense. And most often people will say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. That makes total sense. You know, why you would, um, you know, for melodic intonation therapy, if you're going to, uh, ask a question at the end and you're working on their speech, when we ask a question, we usually go up. So using a melody that, you know, goes up at the end makes a lot of sense. Um, so having, having like a rationale for people, I think is really helpful when we're trying to advocate for the fact that there is evidence and research behind uh, the choices that we make. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm a music educator. I teach fifth through 12th grade band um, in the Cleveland, Ohio area. And I found myself just nodding my head after every single one of your, your pieces about, um, you know, something that you wish people uh, understood more about music therapy, because that directly correlated also to music education, because I, I hear the same things that you hear, like I'm the fun class. And you know that what I do is, is uh, I'm not involved sometimes in, in forming IEPs, even though I teach one of the students that has the IEP mm-hmm. and, you know, there are things that, that I can do to help that student and, you know, music education processes are also evidence-based and things like that. So the, the way we advocate for music therapy and music education, I feel like is very hand in hand because there are, you know, in, in the field of music, there are so many benefits that are also, you know, related, especially when working with kids. Um, and so I found myself kind of just nodding my head the entire time, like, yep, I heard that one before. Yeah, <laughs> I just advocate in that way as well. Um, so I, I found that that was, that was pretty funny that we had to, that we were able to relate on, on that level as well. Um, and with, with this piece of advocacy uh, that we were, talking about a little bit when it came to these misunderstandings, um, how can we advocate for music therapy in our communities? You know, whether, you know, your music therapist yourselves or obviously you're advocating for, for yourselves all the time, but how can others that are maybe outside of music therapy help advocate um, for your profession in our communities? One of the biggest ways is just talking about it mm-hmm. that if you know a music therapist or you have seen a music therapy session or just have like a little tidbit of knowledge about music therapy even though I mean it's like almost like Katie said earlier we started off in college and we're like I'm gonna be a music therapist this is so cool and then like every day I learn something new and learns like how to broaden the scope of music therapy and it continues to this day I'm like gosh and we can do that and music can enter this space too and so just helping people like giving them whatever kind of information you have to help them begin to access that service because some people don't know it exists Mm -hmm. and the same goes for a lot of different professions and a lot of different like services that can be really helpful and like life-changing for people and they just don't know what's out there and so if you do know and you think maybe potentially this person might want to know more information begin to have that conversation and you may not know a music therapist in your area and that's fine you can chat with a music therapist that you do know in another area and they can help with some of the next steps for the individual that might need services and there's also some resources online and I mean honestly google like you could probably you know find services at least near you or now telehealth services um just by figuring out like Google music therapy in this area, but there's also resources on some of our national organization websites. So if you're thinking like right now, you're like, oh my gosh, I need to like talk to someone about it. You can go to musictherapy.org and there's something on there. It says like find a provider or find a music therapist or something like that. And it can direct you to some of those. So there's like places to go for that. But if you're like, hey, maybe this person needs it start to have that conversation because then they can reach out to someone who will tell them, like find a music therapist, they'll say, yeah, absolutely. Or they'll find a music therapist that says, no, but 
here's some other ways you can use music or things that might be helpful to you. Because um, it's, again, it's not your job to like be the music therapist and to know the answers, but you can help someone begin to like find that. I think too, there's something so powerful about doing some kind of in-service or just like education moment with people. Um, and I had a experience this weekend in a group at the hospital that just made me laugh because uh, a man had this like revelation in the group and he said like, music is for everyone. And, and music can be like done by everyone. And I was like, yeah. And to me, I was like, yeah, like really agreeing. Like, I'm so excited that you got that too. Um, and then other people in the group were like, similarly to this man surprised, like that they came to this conclusion. And I was like, oh my gosh, I spend all day thinking about this, about the fact that like music is for everyone. It can be, um, done by everyone. It can include everyone. And, um, <laughs> some people just aren't thinking about that all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you, if you can find someone like a music therapist or someone who is really passionate about sharing that message, that something like an in-service or just a, a small brief phone call or something, a coffee date to just share what music therapy is, can be really impactful because I think it's just the more people that you're able to share it with, the more people you're able to tell. Um, I know as a, just as individuals and as a business, we do in services for people to just share um, about what music therapy is. And that those are always the times where people are like, wow, I made a personal connection to a way that music might be able to help my son, my loved one, my neighbor. Um, and so I think those are the moments when we can kind of do storytelling and have moments for in-services or advocacy that it can be really impactful. And Katie, listening to what you were saying, I would also add that if you're in a space where it's appropriate, invite the music therapist to the table mm -hmm. because then they can provide more information and can help truly get access to that service to those that need it. And sometimes the people that are like, on the top, making all the decisions. They don't know that a music therapist is available. They don't know what a music therapist can do and they're not gonna invite them. But you could as a music educator going to an IEP meeting, as a musician entering a space where like, oh, we wanna create this adaptive um, music experience for individuals who have sensory sensitivities, like invite a music therapist into that space. Um, you have, you're a, a different kind of therapist and you're meeting with like a bunch of other therapists and they, you know, a music therapist, invite them into that space. Um, and, and it's not always appropriate to do it. And that's when you can advocate for music in other ways and, and you know, just tell people about music therapy. You're like, I heard about this thing, but if it is appropriate, it's, it, it's not just, I want to point out to like, I love being invited to the table but I love being invited to the table in order to like help someone. Like I'm there for a reason to like begin to share the space with the individual who needs the service, as opposed to like my ego wanting to be at the table. And it's mm -hmm. all about like, who is it best for? And let's all work together to help them get that. Awesome. I love all those points uh, that you made. So we're going to transition now because we talked a lot about advocacy. I'd love to talk about your business because obviously your business advocates for music therapy in many different ways. Um, so you 
all created MTMS, which is music therapy made simple. Um, and it's you, like you said, when you were describing it is online business. Um, can you talk a little bit about what inspired you, um, to create music therapy made simple and what sort of services do you provide? What is, what are the aspects of your business? Yeah, we do uh, two main things. We have uh, resources online, materials for different uh, age groups, for different diagnoses, for different uh, reasons that you might have a music therapist. I think uh, we have different plans and interventions. We have music games. We have a variety um, of songwriting activities, different resources, materials that other music therapists or other music users or even parents might use. Um, so that's one thing that we do resources. The other thing that we do is consulting and uh, that's supervision for professionals, for students, for music therapists who are seeking some kind of help um, based on maybe the job that they're in, or maybe an in-service that they're creating, uh, maybe a position they're starting to fill or a business that they're starting. Um, so we support them in that way. And both of those things uh, came from a very uh, special place for all three of us. Uh, we created this business out of the eagerness to support music therapists, music users, uh, families that we serve, uh, because we had gone to three different universities. We had then worked at different universities. We then moved to different states and just had a ton of different experiences where we all felt really supported um, by mentors, by supervisors, by communities. And we wanted to create something that did that same thing for other people. Um, we also note a lot of times when we talk to people that when you leave your university as a music therapy student, uh, you are kind of surrounded as a student in all of this support. You have a lot of supervision time. You have someone to talk with you after every session. You get a ton of feedback. You get a lot of written and verbal support throughout the entire process of your education. And as soon as you graduate, you take your board certification exam, you start into the professional world and that support is gone. It's, it's kind of scary and hard to say sometimes, but not a lot of music therapists work where they're boss or supervisor is a music therapist. Um, currently where I work at the hospital, I think we have 50 people on our therapy team and I am just one music therapist. And um, I do not have a supervisor uh, or a boss who, who knows about music, clinically about music therapy. Um, and that is a very, very common experience for music therapists. And so we wanted to be that bridge of support for people. Um, and wanted to be that connection piece for people as well. That's great. Anyone want to add anything else or should I move on to the next question? And I really think Katie just encompassed it all. That's, that's what Oh yeah, it was a great response. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And it just got me all excited. I was just like... <laughs> I, I took some time to stalk the entire website and I think a lot of the resources you provide are just are just wonderful and you 
lay it out so simply for everyone. I mean, music therapy made simple, obviously, um, but it is a real joy <laughs> to check out all of the wonderful materials that you have on there um, as well. And you talked a little bit at the very beginning of our recording time about your your new project, Music Matters. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that? And maybe if you have any other future projects down the pike that you might want to mention for everybody listening? Yes, Music Matters is our latest venture. We often say that we are idea girls. Um, so I think we thought about it and like three months later, we had physical products at our doorstep. Like we had the idea that let's move on this. And it has been a joy because throughout the times that we were working with other music therapists, having conversations with people in our own lives, meeting other people that we were surrounded by at work, were music therapists, we were realizing just like how much music does matter in what we do, but also how music matters just like in general. And not everyone spends their, their entire day thinking about like music therapy and like how music can matter in this space. But a lot of people spend time in their day thinking about music. And we know that music can change us, that music can affect us, that music can influence us. And it, it influenced all of us to become music therapists, but it influenced some people to become music educators or performers, or some people um, who just like to love to listen to music and are avid concert goers and music it just like is in so many realms. But also sometimes music is underappreciated or kind of pushed to the back burner. And we just became really passionate about just the phrase music matters. And not only is it apparel, but we call it apparel on a mission where we want you to be able to share why music matters. And we want to help you do that. So you can wear something that says music matters. You can have a sticker on your water bottle that says music matters, or just give you like the courage to go out and talk about music in whatever space that is. Like music matters to me because at the end of a long day sitting in the office, I can turn off my head. I can like reconnect. I can ground myself by listening to music in this way or playing this instrument. It doesn't have to be music matters because I'm a music therapist and I can use music to help people. It's like music can matter in so many different ways. So we created the apparel and we've also started a campaign called My Music Matters Story because we want to hear people's stories on what that is. So why does music matter to you? How has music influenced you? How has it changed you? How do you use music? And so far we have a few music therapists, but also just like music lovers. Um, like music matters because it's allowed me to connect with some family members and it helps me um, like relax or it connects me to my faith. Like people have so many different stories around that. And we, as music therapists, are very passionate about increasing the access to music therapy services. But there are a lot of spaces that are decreasing the access to music period and we don't like that either mm -hmm. and we just want to help people be able to like engage in that space and tell people why does it matter why is it important why should we a community as individuals 
as a company, wherever it is. I think Haley's giving us um, a lot of credit for uh, having um, a campaign that kind of came out of so much passion and like uh, intention to want to share this message um, and how uh, it happened. It, it came to fruition in a short amount of time, but um, there's also like 30 years of us individually having this like desire to share the importance of music because of our uh, experiences and mm -hmm. previous adventures in music. Um, I was telling them earlier that I saw this meme that just I related to so much that said when I was struggling, I went to the music department. When I um, had something exciting, I went to the music department in my high school. When I um, was just trying to be myself, I went to the music department. And um, that just rang so true for me um, that music has always been there for me in some way. And then has also kind of like seeped into so many different pieces of my life that um, kind of showed me this like music matters. Uh, I don't know what word to describe, but like just showed me the, the importance and the impact. I think uh, Haley and I lived in West Virginia for a while uh, and had many experiences where they would say, and this is the last year for, you know, the, mu the music program here because of uh, finances or because of whatever the circumstance was. And um, gosh, it just like lights a fire under you to be like, we have to, we have to make the change, right? We have to make this happen for these students, for these families, because music does so much more than we can even write down. Um, and just the access to that is is so important. So we could really name so many different areas, you know, schools, communities, home lives, places where the influence music has on us uh, as as a world, but also as us as individual people, how we see ourselves, how others see us. I mean, that's just a, a small portion of of how music can universally impact us. And so we wanted people to just embrace that and to share that. Um, and we're trying to do that through this uh, apparel on a mission. Um, I've already had a couple friends. Uh, you, if you own a, a business, you probably know that your friends are probably some of your supporters. And um, a friend of mine was wearing one of the sweatshirts and I told her, you know, it just means the world to me. And um, she was like, I didn't get this switcher like for you. She said, I got this switcher because my sister and I connected on music and um, I'm going to go to my desk job and I'm going to show people that I came from music, that music changed me. And I'm here in this position right now because of a music experience that I had. And I was like, that's exactly why we're doing this. <laughs> um, and so um, I think there is just something to say about the, the fact that when we share something we're passionate about with others, it will just naturally, you know, infect others with the same joy that we feel um, in the way that music has shaped us. So our, our apparel on a mission is uh, small but mighty at this time. Um, and we hope that we can kind of continue to gain people's My Music Matters story because I think it just takes 
someone's storytelling for you to feel their passion um, for something. And so we hope that we can share more stories like that so that people know um, the impact that music can have. Yeah, I think too, the one thing that um, when we were discussing the Music Matters story and just the development of it, I think one thing that as I was thinking of um, while Katie and Haley were talking was just how individualized it is and how like this one thing, our Music Matters campaign, whatever you want to call it, I think that provides so much space for people to honor what music has meant for them. And mm -hmm. also I just feel like we can use a lot more time for us to like unite together. And if this collection can do that in a way that's honoring, like my, my music matter story might be different than why music matters to you, but collectively we experienced the same reason why music matters to us. And so I'm going to honor the space that you found for yourself and I'm going to allow other people to honor the space. And now we're all like together honoring this moment that we all can agree is different, but the same. And I just think there's something so like beautiful and um, just like sweet in the unity of that and thinking that like, I'm going to wear my music matters hat and like someone else somewhere else can be wearing like the t-shirt. And that's just cool to think about just the impact and um, obviously like the conversation starter and just like how it can spark something that is just, yeah, so beautiful. I think um, the individual aspect of it is really like when I like zoom out and like kind of like take a look back, I'm like, wow, this is just really cool to be a part of um, sparking this conversation that honors so many pe different people and so many different backgrounds and for so many different reasons. Um, and so I think it's just, um, yeah, it's just really sweet to, to have something that can be so meaningful and impactful and that we're super excited about at the same time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think this collection that we were joking when we were making it oftentimes like, should we do this color? Should we do this color? What do you think more people would wear? And so, um, it's fun to see it now, like on humans instead of us just like assuming what it would look like and then like having it in the flesh and so um <laughs> it's super exciting to have something tangible with our ideas too and just the support from other music lovers who also um just value and love the arts and music and what that means to them absolutely that's wonderful and uh if folks are interested in either checking out your services or becoming part of the Music Matters campaign or supporting it in that way, how would they go about reaching out to you? So this is the time to plug the social media and the website and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are Music Therapy Made Simple on Instagram, on Facebook, and our website as well, musictherapymadesimple.com. And if you want to share why music matters to you, we would love to hear your My Music Matters story. You can email us, send us a message on one of our socials, and we'll get connected with you. Um, if you're interested in the apparel, also, Cassidy, we didn't mention this, this at the beginning, but we created a discount code for your listeners. 
because Yay! I really imagine there's a lot of music lovers on here. Absolutely. And it is <laughs> good. Um, the discount code is her story. Um, one, one word, um, all caps, her story, and you can get 15% off your entire order. So if you find that there are like digital download resources that you want to check out that you could put into the spaces that you're in or grab some apparel or stickers, um, you can do that. Just use the code her story to get you 15% off whatever that is. And that, but if you just want to engage with us on social media or share that story, you can do that through any of those other platforms. That's awesome. You best believe I'm using my own discount code now. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. That's the first time that's ever happened. I was like, I have a discount code. That's so cool. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. I want to thank all of you so much for coming on, for sharing your experiences, your expertise, all things music therapy. I think your business is wonderful. I love your Music Matters campaign, obviously, as a music educator. Um, I am definitely going to be checking out your apparel and stickers. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at the stickers right now. They look so cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting excited now, but I want to thank yes, you all I mean, so truly, much. We've said multiple times, like we are obsessed. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, it looks wonderful. But yes, thanks again for your for your time and, and for thank sharing you for with having us today. Us. Yes, thank you, Kathy. Thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity.